0: Are you an empty nester looking to downsize from the family home? Are you finding your home no longer serves the purpose you bought it for? Do you need to declutter and don't know how or where to begin? If so, this podcast is for you. Hi, I am Belinda Woolrich, downsizing expert, author and director of learning at rightsizeyourhome.com.au. Welcome to the Right Size Your Home podcast series where I share insights, knowledge and the Right Size Your Home framework to help and support you move through the process effectively and efficiently with a practical step-by-step roadmap on how to overcome the fears and challenges of right-sizing and plan to make the journey a fun, stress-free and profitable process. Hello, Belinda Woolrich here and welcome. Thank you for attending this online workshop, wherever you are and whatever time it is in the world. It is great to have you here online and we appreciate your time and effort to be on board. Our best wishes to you, your family and community and friends. A bit more about me. I'm Belinda Woolrich. I'm a downsizing expert after project managing hundreds of downsizes and helping people through this transformation over the last decade. I'm also an author of the book, Right Size Your Home, The Empty Nester's Guide to a Stress-Free Downsize. I am also the Director of Learning at rightsizeyourhome.com.au where I have written and designed several courses to help people in their downsize and get in control of this journey. So we are right in the middle of a four-part declutter challenge. We're at number two. In this webinar or podcast. So here's the things we'll cover today. Homework from week one um, and how to move forward. So creating the plan. Number two is your time frame. We're going to talk about setting a time frame. Number three is about breaking down the tasks. So going from the macro down to the micro and how that all helps you with your planning uh, your journey. We're also going to have a talk about the support team and the importance of sticking to that plan and enlisting that team. Then we'll finish up with some top tips, have a talk about the next workshops as well. So the recap, if you remember back to the last podcast before or webinar before... Three bits of homework there were. One was to read the book, My Empty Nester's Guide to a Stress-Free Downsize. So hopefully you were one of the downloads of the book um, and got a lot out of the information that i put in there. So the information in that book is really a deep dive into all of the things that we talk about on the podcast. And you'll find so much more information reading that book. And also point number two was to sketch your desired plan of your place. So it was having a think about your place and then what would it look like? You don't need to know where it is or anything like that at this point. Just have the concept in your mind. And it's a really good way of um, discussing it if you have a partner or friends and family that you're with. um, Getting those ideas spoken about means things start to crystallise and it becomes more everyday, more accepting and then uh, it helps you with your motivation and moving forward when that clarity happens. Number three was going through your place and listing identified items, key items to keep. Now these ones have to be ones that you really love and we had a little section called How Much Do I Love You? And if you recall, it was Am I Going to Wrap You, Store You, Keep You, Transport You and When I Get to the Other Side of My Right Size Will I love you enough to be in my right-sized home and be surrounded by all of my most love items out of everything I have in my family home now? So hopefully you went through the process of looking around your place and identifying those items. And things like that large 10-seater dining table, if that's not going to make it, then have a think about plans for that. So after that recap, moving on to creating the plan now. So this is actually going from the items... On to the actual calendar. So this plan is going to be personal to you isn't there's never a one-size-fits-all uh, cookie cutter to this approach and it's based on many factors including how big your home is, um, what is your motivation, what is your why, um, your health, people around you, all those sorts of things and also the number of things that you have to redistribute. So. It all takes time. Some properties can get done faster than others. So what I need you to do is to set an end date. Now that may be I'm going to have Christmas dinner next year in my new home or it may be that you want to pack up and travel travel around in your car, visiting places locally. It could be that you want to... Um, Live closer to potentially one of the children. They may be having, I've heard of all of these sorts of, um, all of these these visions before. Uh, They're about to have a baby, for example, or it could be that you plan to be packed up and done by your 65th birthday. Could be anything like that. So set an end date. What works for you? Um, and your loved ones too, but really most importantly for you. Now, there's always that macro picture, which is the larger end date itself. And then, of course, there's the micro, which then um, keeps going into more smaller plans that all fit under that larger umbrella. So, for example, with an end date... You can then make a more micro plans as far as breaking up the different rooms in the house, for example. So that's sketching out this next plan. Now you've done the physical layout of what you see the vision of your new home is going to be. The next plan is going on to a calendar. So if you can treat that like a part-time job and you're enlisting yourself to be able to do these tasks. You may then feel that it might be every Wednesday and Friday afternoon that you may want to roster yourself on. Or it may be that you're talking to a friend or a neighbour and maybe swapping services. So it's about breaking down that large um, picture of the house and working out which room you're going to um, approach first and make timelines for those. So talking about timelines, your time frame, if you don't have a particular time frame, then I would suggest that probably a reasonable amount of time would be around a maximum of three months. So the task doesn't drag on. um, So if you've got that calendar written out, and it's not one of these things that you would like to do, but have no crystallized end date. So if you can treat it like a job, you're actually getting your calendar out and you are making a maximum time frame of three months, then you can actually break down each room of the house and allocate that to a certain week. You can start booking in charity pickups, for example. You can book in uh, rubbish pickups, for example. You can book in your council cleanup, all those sorts of things. So start with that map of the house and then chunk it down to suit you. So that's going to have all sorts of personal requirements in there. It's going to need your availability. You may be helping a friend, so you may be swapping hours. You may be looking at when the council is available so you can roster in certain things around their timeframes. You may need some assistance at certain times. You may need someone to help you pick things up, carry things around, strip things out, whatever it might be. So there's all sorts of influencing factors in your particular environment that will determine how long this project will last and how quickly you will move through it and which areas of the house get done at certain times talking about breaking down those tasks so decluttering oh the decluttering word decluttering is like a muscle the more you do it the easier it gets there's also a system and a flow to it so certainly there's more information in the book about this and you can actually use some color coding and some um, systems um, to do this It's also like a jigsaw puzzle. So when I'm doing a jigsaw puzzle, I like to pick out the edges first and then I can make that all around and then you can sort it out into colours. So there's a system for it. You can do that with your tasks. Sort them all out into the order. You may like to, for example, start at one end of the house with a bedroom that's not being used, take everything out, Start a, do a clean and then start putting things back, only the things that are going to stay there. So there's a number of things in those tasks that you need to, need to jot down and organise. I suggest that you bite off each section of a room, not just the room, but if you've allocated three weeks to a certain room, chunk it down so you've got wardrobes and drawers and all sorts of things organised within your calendar. Can you roster your friend? I really, I've really, i mentioned that a couple of times. It's really worth doing. So whether it be a partner in the house or a friend, can you swap some hours? You then tick off the items, check in with the timeframes and make sure that they are realistic. You may need to adjust that calendar along the way as well. Breaking down tasks also gives a really good sense of achievement. There's nothing better than being putting a line through a job or ticking it off and getting that sense of achievement as you can move through those items. So therefore, you're less stuck and more achieve is the feeling. Are you an empty nester looking to downsize from the family home? Are you finding your home no longer serves the purpose you bought it for? Do you need to declutter and don't know where to begin? Like many thousands of seniors, you are not alone. Transitioning from the family home can feel incredibly overwhelming and stir up mixed emotions from the past. I have written a comprehensive and insightful guide on how to go about finding a more appropriate-sized home and how to get there. My book, Right Size Your Home, The Empty Nester's Guide to a Stress-Free Downsize, leaves no stone unturned. You will find all aspects of downsizing covered by me and expert contributors in a quest to answer all of your questions and help you overcome the fear and challenges that so often present. You can order the book at rightsizeyourhome.com.au and get in control of that sizing journey. Planning a support team is a really critical one with this. So not only is it the friend, but there's also another thing that you've got to do as you're working through this big declutter. Is actually and I suggest these things are done in tandem. One is having the declutter and the house map and the tasks chunked down and organizing that over a period of time. But then also on your roster, you need to also be contacting some really important support team people and have those meetings over this tandem period where you're running your declutter. So if you've got that time set of being out within three months or out within six months or even out within a year or longer, it doesn't mean to wait to speak to these people. It actually really, I recommend, should be done in tandem. It's absolutely critical to speak to your financial planner to build that plan. So, there's another podcast you can search up where we interview a financial planner, and so you can find out more about what they do and understand why it's important to be putting those plans in place. Financial planning really should be done on the more longer term. If you've left it too late and you haven't got one and you need to go, definitely see one because they can help you. But it is always very valuable to get that done over the longer term. Another person to have on your support team is also a buyer's agent. Now, a buyer's agent can keep an eye out for somewhere for you. Even if, again, down the track, even if it's down the track, you've mapped out and you've sketched out in part one of this declutter challenge the type of property and the the size of it that you'd be looking for. So the buyer's agent can help you find it and they, again, can chip along in the outside doing the research for you whilst the declutter is happening over your time frame. The other thing they can really do is help you with the value of your current property and you're going to need that information for when you speak to a financial planner anyway. The third person to have on your team is, of course, a property makeover specialist. So after you've been through the declutter, you can find out how to add value to your home and also what changes you can make to make sure that the property sale is efficient it's profitable, it's going to attract a lot of people, and it's going to create some competition. Again, it might not be the sale, but it could be the rent out, same reasons. A makeover specialist is critical for that role there too. The top those first three are probably more critical to have on your support team and enlisting now during the declutter to run in tandem. But then also you will need, of course, a solicitor or conveyancer. Um, who can help you with the contract of what you're selling as well as potentially reviewing the contracts of where you're going. And then, of course, the real estate agent for that eventual sale. So worth asking around, doing some research, finding some local people. My advice is really to make sure that you find someone that is specialising in this downsizing area and that's where they spend most of their time. Um, and, of course, ask family, ask friends, ask for recommendations. It's absolutely critical that you are comfortable with these people and make sure that you feel they've got your interests best at heart. You need to get on well and you need to have a very constructive relationship to get what you need out of the process. Of course, if you ask around and you come to know um, particular selection, email me because I can certainly show, um, put you in contact with some people. Now, I, I've got some homework for you again on this one, but my top tips are creating your plan. So make sure you've got an end date. Is it an anniversary? Is it an event? Is it a certain a t- uh, event that you've got coming up that you want to be ready for, or it's the celebratory last event in your house, or it's something you already want to be moved for. If you haven't got a date in mind, I suggest you think of one and think around that three months. Is a very realistic time frame. So your time frame will give you reason to commit to your rostering and your schedule. Again, think of it as a part-time job. Get your calendar. Make sure you've got the dates there. And then as you chew through the areas of the house, that's outside, that's inside, that's the back deck, that's the garage. Don't forget the attic. Many people do. Under the house there's all sorts of areas. So enlist the help. Book in your third parties like your council cleanups and your cleaners and your pickups and your charity um, pickups. Not only that but also your friends and family. So roster it all in and talk about it. So the more you talk about it, the more easily it will happen. If you draw on people, you will feel less likely to be stuck. So if you've got them in the calendar and you know they're coming, there's nothing more motivating than their garage sale or a charity pickup, for example, or someone coming over to help. So your declutter part two of four challenge is this homework is to set that end date. What will it be? What is your event that you want to be ready for? Sketch up your calendar, mark it up. So plan out the house and write down all of the areas in the house and um, put them onto your calendar. I did have one lovely lady at an event that I was talking at that had a really good idea that we shared with the group. She shared with the group there and I'd like to, I said to her, I would like to move the, share this as we move forward onto other events. She went around the house and she wrote down all the particular areas that so might be master bedroom, main wardrobe, or it might be buffet in the dining room. But she wrote them all on a slip of paper. And then she drew lines and cut them all into mini slips, put them all in a bowl. And then on her roster day, the Wednesday and the Friday or whatever it might be, she picked one out and she made that her challenge. So that was quite fun. She enjoyed that. Um, Third bit of homework is to list your identify key support team. So who is that? Definitely the first three in those lists you should work on straight away. Um, And make sure that you do your research, interview them first, feel that you are supported, and then you can start working through. So the next webinar coming up, it's the third out of the four declutter challenge. Uh, What do you do next? And um, I want you to stay tuned uh, for the next one with some more exciting content i wish you luck in your homework again setting the date writing out your calendar and listing your key support people reach out if you want some help with any of those send your questions through to me i will definitely give you a hand there and answer you personally Alright, a couple of learning opportunities for you to upgrade and find out more about what we have to offer. You can, of course, buy the ebook, which is $9.99, The Right Size Your Home, The Empty Nester's Guide to a Stress-Free Downsize. It's a much deeper dive of this um, getting your right size right. Um, And I'm sure you will enjoy reading about that. Also, our online courses, I recommend that you start with the first course, it's $49, Right Size Your Home, course number one, shifting your mindset. So head to rightsizeyourhome.com.au and follow the training courses um, and select the, the one that you're after there. And I hope you love it as much as I did writing it. Next upcoming workshops we've got three out of four the declutter challenge this is about rostering and building in rewards and then the four out of four is the doing and making sure you stay motivated and get to the end and then talking about interviewing um, key people you can already download what to look for in a financial planner and also a buyer's agent we've got a real estate agent coming up and a bonus resource um, on that which is an interview guide So thank you again for coming on board. It's been great having you here. Once you believe in yourself, understand you're doing the right thing, this project becomes purely a logistical process. Belinda Woolrich makes no representation and gives no warranty as to the accuracy of the information and does not accept any responsibility for any errors or inaccuracies in or omissions from the information contained herein, whether negligent or otherwise and shall not be liable for any loss or damage howsoever arising as a result of any person acting or refraining from acting in reliance on any information contained herein. No listener or workshop attendee shall rely solely on the information contained in this as it does not purport to be comprehensive to render specific advice. This disclaimer does not purport to exclude any warranties implied by law which may not be lawfully excluded. This workshop, which includes any resources supplied, is only for the use of the intended recipients and is confidential and or privileged. Belinda Warwick shall not be liable for any errors, emissions, viruses, loss and or damage arising from using, opening or transmitting this workshop.